If you want to know the top five stacks for the week 17 season and be in line to win some dollar some big money, whether it's small field or large field contests, we got you not here, not now, but right here and right now. Welcome into the channel, beautiful people out there. I appreciate you being here and we're going to start it off. We're going to start off with the top five stacks of the week and these stacks we're going to look at from different vantage points leverage value in their price tag the sneakiness in them if they're going to be somewhat lower owned and getting lost in the scuffle the shuffle this week with a lot of teams 14 now on the slate it gives us a lot of opportunities for lower owned players and lower owned stacks and let's start with a stack that i think is going to definitely go overlooked and this is the arizona cardinals stack this week i, I believe they're going to definitely go overlooked even though they come in as underdogs with a 23 implied total the highest total for an underdog on the slate and when you're an underdog hey odds are you're throwing a little bit more especially in the second half and we get it. In prime time, you saw them on Christmas struggle their offense. They're really struggling without DeAndre Hopkins. The vertical threats in their offense have not been there as much. Christian Kirk, who usually, usually is getting it done in the slot, they had to put him to the outside, and he's not winning there. You saw that on Christmas. And now the media storm for a week or two is blowing up about how this team is not the same team. And I get all of that. But this is a good spot. I know Dallas's defense is filled with playmakers and good pass rushes. But they're looking to get Rodney Hudson back, which is going to be massive. Like, as if they were to get Hopkins back, that would be similar on the offensive line, especially for this matchup against that scary defensive line of Dallas. And just in general, I mean, the game environment's nice. Now you get the offensive line back. You still have weapons out there. And Kyler Murray is mobile in his own right. Even in a bad game against the Colts, still goes for over 20 DraftKings points. You can find the single stacks in small field is what I, is what I prefer. And the large field double stacks with a run back easily here in this game environment it's the best on the week and people are going to lean to go this week to your josh allens because he keeps getting it done kansas city and tom brady and all these dudes are on the slate dak prescott in this game joe burrow who's popping off this week and is getting some mvp buzz and looks great right off of the 500 he's getting some buzz everybody's on the slate so i think kyler and this team as they're kind of trending downwards and still he's lost in that 7k price range other side of this game maybe looks more appealing and cheaper to people. Dak in the 6K range. I think Kyler's going to go unnoticed. On a 14-game slate, he might be 3% owned. For a dude who, for the first two months of the season before his injuries, was balling out. 30, 40-point games. Winning people's slates left and right. I like him. I like him a lot for leverage and a lower-owned play. Now, if I was to pull up the Big Energy Optimizer, if you want to use this optimizer, it's linked down below on my Patreon. It's linked down below. It is the Big Energy Optimizer. It's a very lovely tool. But if I was to use this, I mean, if we threw Kyler Murray into this, in a small field single entry, I would probably single stack it since he has mobile upside, double stack guys who aren't as mobile, single stack it. I'm probably going to prioritize Zach Ertz. Middle of the field, seeing so much usage right now, red zone usage. He's the only guy actually playing his role. Like AJ Green now has to take on number one cornerbacks. Not the 32-year-old AJ Green going to be able to do that all that good, right? Christian Kirk is getting pushed to the outside Antonio Wesley is taking over for DeAndre Hopkins and he's not the most athletic player like her Zach Ertz is getting to play his role middle of the field be a guy who can dominate against secondary players on the opposing defense and also be a guy who can go in the red zone and win so Zach Ertz is probably the guy that I prioritize in the single entry but if you're talking about large field GPPs I'm going to be going Zach Ertz and Christian Kirk now obviously if you're building out groups in the big energy optimizer like right here you can throw in AJ Green in there if you're going to build more than one lineup and you can start to get some groups but if I'm building out one lineup I'm probably going to prioritize these fellas right here Zach Ertz or Christian Kirk you would put your runbacks in with all the guys whether it's Gallup whether it's all these players you put that into the big energy optimizer it'll spit you out 150 lineups and you get all your preferences in there but if there's one lineup being built in a large field GBP 
I like to stack this week of Kyler Murray, Christian Kirk, Zach Ertz, run it back with CeeDee Lamb and Gallup. Gallup, who only 10 targets the last two games. Okay, yeah, but the two games before that, he had 17 targets. CeeDee Lamb is still getting usage. It's just Amari squeaky wheel got applied last week, and now I think a lot of people will run to the cheaper Amari. I'm going to go with that route. That's a five-man stack. I do like that. I think that Gallup is a little bit sneakier this week. The Tyler Boyd of last week, if you will, gets you still 85 yards and a touchdown as a wide receiver three on a team, although Gallup has the outside deep usage. So that's your Arizona stack, and now we can transition into the Kansas City Chiefs stack and they're my number four stack my number four stack that i have interest in i think that they're going to also go overlooked so these first two stacks i think are going to go overlooked kansas city when you look at patrick Mahomes' price tag people still i don't know if they're still rusty after a month or two ago them not producing ever now they're back now they're getting travis kelsey back and the price tags on Tyreek for not coming through last week, on Travis Kelsey when Mark Andrews is in the same price range and balling out the last three games, and on Patrick Mahomes himself, they are steep, steep price. It's expensive to get this team. So I'm, I'm leaning single stacks in Mahomes just because of pricing. It's tough to get to Kelsey and Tyreek. So in small fields, I'm going straight up single stacks with a team, by the way, that is a 27 and a half implied total. The team on the opposite side in Cincinnati, strong runbacks, 22 implied total. We just saw what they did last week. We know how well Joe Burrow is playing. This is a good game environment. And I think people are definitely going to go more so towards the cheaper options to stack in Joe Burrow and Higgins and Chase and Boyd and Azoma compared to the really expensive dudes, most expensive dudes at all their positions, whether it's Tyreek and Kelsey and Mahomes for the most part. So I really like in any format, whether it's small field or large field, I like the Tyreek plus Mahomes single stack. Now, if you're playing in larger field stuff, my double runback options is probably where I lean to go here. And Chase and Higgins make a lot of sense there. Guys on the outside, guys seeing the downfield targets. Boyd got broken free last week with a blown coverage for the touchdown. But other than that, other than that 50-plus yard touchdown, he didn't really do much. It's still Higgins and Chase getting the volume in the downfield targets. So I'd want to double stack those guys because if I'm playing Tyreek and Mahomes, I'm assuming that those salaries, they're going to be tied up. It's going to be one of those big uh, Tyreek games. And if that's the case, the, the ability to throw 40 times on the opposite side for Joey Burrow. So to repeat, my favorite stack in this game will be Tyreek Mahomes, run it back on the opposite side with Chase and Higgins. If you were only to choose one, I would choose Higgins. Love the red zone usage. Love the consistency in his volume and target share that he's had, not just the last month, but all year. It's just now finally translating into 100-plus yard games and touchdowns. And with all those beautiful things said about T. Higgins, I took the over 66 and a half receiving yards for T. Higgins on the best spot to get props. By far the best numbers, the most props you'll find earlier in the week. And by the way, it's legal in Texas, New York, uh, California, places where it's not legal anywhere else. It's legal. It's pricepicks.com. If you use the code class. If you use the code class, you'll get a free bet up to $100. And this is the final week as the year is closing to get my DFS course. It is free. It's a $100 course, 10 plus hours of videos on game theory, how to actually start winning money, take your emotions out of it and turn it from a hobby into something you can make money on. That's free as well. If you use the code class again, once the game starts Sunday, that offer is done. It's done. So go ahead and take advantage of it over 66 and a half T Higgins on the best prop site out there, pricepicks.com. Now we start to get into the stacks that Maybe they're going to start to pick up some ownership. Maybe they have too much ownership. Some of them don't. Now, this is a stack that I do like, but the ownership right now is at a point where if it's 10% owned on a 14-game slate, how much how much can we get off the bone on this one, right? Dallas Cowboys. Dallas, everybody just saw them dominate the Washington football team. It was the best game they probably played all season long on offense, on defense. Altogether, is the best Cowboys performance we've seen. And everybody got to see it in prime time, which is okay. We like to play Dallas this week. A lot of people are going to think, oh, Dak is, oh, Dak is cheap. Oh, CeeDee Lamb's affordable. Amari's still cheap. Gallup's dirt cheap. Dalton Schultz for his production. He's affordable. This Dallas team is so affordable and people are realizing it. And oh yeah, now they have a nice team total. A 28 and a half team total is rivaling the highest on the slate. Oh, now they have a team on the opposite side who can fuel a shootout in Arizona with a 23 team total. The highest game total on the slate at 51 and a half. This game looks great. I think Dallas is going to have ownership pile on them. That does not mean they're a terrible stack. 
I'm just saying right now that you're not going to get great leverage on playing Dallas this week. Now, when I look at my Dallas priorities, I kind of gave it away talking about Arizona, but my Dallas priorities are going to be, personally for me, CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and large field stuff. If you're talking small field stuff, yeah, try and get secure targets with Amari and Lamb, but I'm going to go to CeeDee Lamb, who people as of right now don't want to own. He's more expensive than Amari and didn't produce as good of him in the last game, even though all year he's producing better than Amari, right? And then Gallup is a guy who, look, He's getting downfield targets. I know he only has five targets in each of the last two games. That's still not terrible. Five targets can pay off you at his price tag, but the games before, they had nine and eight targets. So he's still out there. He's still going to have a good matchup. This secondary is beaten up. It's, it's hurt. They're losing guys. The overall defense is in shambles for Arizona lately. And yeah, their run defense is not great, and they sold out the stop throwing against Jonathan Taylor. So maybe they get going on the ground here, Dallas, but this is a high total. And projected for four touchdowns, I think Dak can get going. His overall prop number is like in the 270s right now. This looks like a good game for Dallas. So my favorite stack in small field single entries, it's going to be CeeDee Lamb plus Dak, just single stack it, run it back with Ertz. Ertz is a priority for me on Arizona. In large field stuff, it's going to be from the Cowboys, Dak, give me CeeDee Lamb, and give me Michael Gallup, run it back with Zach Ertz, and then you can make the decision if you want to add Christian Kirk into that. But again, Ertz is going to be the priority. He'll kind of block out me getting Dalton Schultz into some of these snacks because I don't want to go double tight ends, but Ertz is the priority from this Arizona team for me. You might be asking why no Amari. We mentioned it earlier. I'm not getting to as much Amari because I think that there's leverage off of Amari. I think that Amari might be 15% owned to CD Lambs, 6% owned this week. Amari 15% owned to Michael Gallup's, 1% to 2% owned this week. I want the leverage off of Amari Cooper this week. I had him last week in showdown. He did fine. He got the touchdown late for us. 11 targets, led that team by far. I get all that. I think he can still have a decent game. It's an ownership game here. That's what we're playing. We're trying to win some money, like we talked about in that course. So there you go. So now the top two stacks on the slate, and I really do believe that these guys look like the best opportunities to be in the winning lineup. I think that their price tags probably don't have them in there the most. The one that I'm not as confident in, but I still think look good. I think that people are going to soak up a little bit towards Dak Prescott, towards Joe Burrow in these price ranges. I think that it's going to be the Rams. And the Rams, I mean, they're coming off of another solid game. They're on a four-game winning streak. They're three-and-a-half-point favorites with a 25-point team total against Baltimore, who can, whether it's Tyler Huntley or Lamar, they can fuel a comeback. They've showed that, or a shootout. They showed that the last couple of weeks against, uh, obviously, Joe Burrow last week. The Packers and Aaron Rodgers had a good game the week before. So they can fuel staying close in games to force a shootout. And the priorities for the Rams, it becomes a little bit more, oh, you're building a similar line to other people with your stack because of Cooper Cup. Like, yeah, I'm not going to get away from the guy who continues to score 25-plus points and now gets the Baltimore Ravens secondary that just gave up 500-plus yards and overall in the year has nobody left. Marcus Peters lost in the preseason. Marlon Humphrey lost a couple weeks back, a month ago or so now. So, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup's a priority. Then OBJ, Van Jefferson, and Higby in that order. Now, if you're talking about runbacks on the opposite side of this one for Baltimore, Mark Andrews continues to get so expensive. Rashad Bateman continues to be hit or miss depending on who the quarterback is. I'm going to personally go to Hollywood Brown. If it's Huntley this week, he threw his way fucking 14 times a couple weeks back against the Packers. Hollywood Brown has that quick fire ability for large field GPPs. If I'm looking at small field stuff, it's a Stafford cup stack. You could throw Higby in if you need a tight end. He's affordable with no run back. Small field single entry. If you're looking at large field stuff, you know, 1,000, 2,000, 10,000, 100,000 people in the Millie Maker, right? Then I'm starting to look at double stacks definitely with a run back. And I start to look at then OBJ and Cup, guys who have touchdown upside in, in high volume with Stafford and running it back with Hollywood Brown personally is the way that I go about that. So I think that they look like a, a solid stack, the Rams, a solid stack, that the one problem and the reason I don't like them as much, it's affordable outside of Cup, but it's affordable with the other receivers and Stafford being a fair price. The one thing I don't like is they like to run the ball with Sony Michelle. No Henderson now. They can just go to a let's run the ball 20 times with Michelle and only throw 30 times instead of 40 times in these games. So that's my one concern, hoping Baltimore can keep it close. The way to attack Baltimore is the secondary, so we hope to get around that. Now, the final stack on the slate that I do think is looking beautiful, I do think is looking great, is going to be Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I'll share another way to play these slates that is nothing related to stacks or these players right after this, but Tom Brady looks good. I think it's going to be a stack that is affordable, 
Tom Brady's price tag's not, but the other guys, AB is 6,100. Evans, if he comes back, is a fair price tag. Gronk is still a fair price tag for what his usage potentially could be. Coming off of a dud, nobody's going to want to own him, especially with all the other stud tight ends on a 14-game slate. But you're getting Tampa Bay with the highest team total on the slate at 29.5. Yes, the opposite side of this game is the New York Jets, and I get that. They might not force a shootout, and then Tom Brady only throws 30 times like last week. But that's a one-game sample. I mean, we've seen in the past earlier this year, Tom Brady throwing 40 times and piling it up in the second half of games. On the opposite side of this one, the Jets only have a 16 implied total. I don't think you have to run that back. I'm sorry. I, I know Zach Wilson has played better last week. This might be a spot where he can throw a little bit more in the second half. If Crowder comes back, you might have an opportunity for Crowder there uh, as your main run back. Michael Carter saw a lot of snaps, but not a lot of overall opportunity share compared to Coleman. 73% snaps, but basically a 50-50 touch split. So those are kind of your run backs. You can punt the run back of Tyler Cloft. I'm probably not doing that personally. So Crowder and, and, and Carter are kind of your run backs. I'd probably say Crowder's the guy I want the most if you're looking for volume and touchdown upside in a run back. In single entry stuff, I'm not looking to run this back, just double stack Brady. In large field stuff, I honestly, I could just double stack. I'm going to look to double stack Antonio Brown and Gronk. If Evans comes back, then I'd probably lean to go Evans and Antonio Brown for more upside there. And I don't need a running back. If you're looking to run it back, go Crowder. Yes, running backs are going to give you a higher ceiling uh, because it could potentially fuel a shootout. But I don't know if Tom Brady and the Bucks, if the game's within 20 in the fourth quarter, I don't know if they're just going to hand it off to Rojo. Maybe they do, right? Maybe they do. Or maybe he continues to throw and, and try and get himself back into the MVP candidacy, right? But overall, it's a fantastic matchup, a, ga- a great implied team total. Because of there being so many teams on the slate, I think this is probably, maybe maybe the Cardinals are up there. The Cardinals are probably right there. Other than that, I think the Bucks are the best leverage play in the slate. Opportunity to be the top optimal captain with somewhat low ownership and affordable overall. If Evans comes back, I love it even more. His COVID status will keep him on a questionable tag. People will stay away from him more in this stack and only go to Antonio Brown. I want a double stack here. It's Antonio Brown a priority. Give me Evans if he's back. Otherwise, throw in Rob Gronkowski. And I think that's the way to do it. I already have Antonio Brown in from another video this week. Over 75 and a half receiving yards on prizepicks.com. If you don't already have that one, go get it. Don't go get it right. Don't go get it now, but go get it right now. Pair it with T. Higgins. Combine those two together with the code class. You get that free bet up to $100 on the best prop site out there, prizepicks.com. So the free bet up to $100, bada bing, bada bang. You got dollar ruskies flowing for days now. And then on the opposite side, now you have a free DFS course with 10 plus hours of videos. That's only available for this remainder week. So go ahead and take advantage of that. Not now, not now. It's in the description, code class, but right now. So to repeat, to close it up on Tampa Bay, my favorite stack from Tampa Bay is it comes up right here in a little video screen for you building it. It's going to be Brady, AB, Evans if he's back, and if you want to run it back with Crowder, but I don't think you have to. If Evans is not back, you can throw Gronk into that bad boy. I want to double stack Brady. That's how you take advantage of his upside the most because he's not going to be running for 50 yards in a touchdown or two like potentially a Kyler Murray could. And speaking for running for touchdowns, I will briefly mention that if Lamar is able to return this week and or Tyler Huntley, whoever starts there, the Baltimore starting quarterback this week, playing them is not a terrible idea. Playing a Lamar Jackson with the Hollywood Brown or just running him naked in a small field contest is not a bad idea. The Baltimore starting quarterback this week because of the questionable tag around them, because of Joe Burrow and Dak in the 6K range and all the other studs in the 7K range, that starting quarterback's probably going to be about 2 or 3% owned, if that, this week. Maybe 1% owned. When we've seen each of the last three weeks because of this Greg Roman system and how mobile quarterbacks benefit in it, We've seen all those quarterbacks benefit. All of them benefit and score greatly. Tyler Huntley, two weeks ago, if he starts this week, 30-plus fantasy points. Everybody knows Lamar's ceiling, and there's media's down on him right now because he's hurt, banged up, has had COVID, has not performed the best that, like he did the first month or two of the season. So whoever starts for Baltimore, if you're playing in small field single entries, it's probably the only way I go for it does look like a really good option to run naked or run with a single stack. So that's the last thing I'll leave you on this week. There you go. Those are your top stacks. Final thoughts video is coming later in the week. The top leverage plays, the best low-owned plays, that one dude on Saturday. And we'll be talking on Sunday morning live with all you beautiful people. So be sure to be subscribed to the channel and know when that's happening Sunday morning, 10.30 a.m. East Coast time. I appreciate all you beautiful people tuning in today. Thank you for being here. If you want to use the optimizer that we showed earlier, the big energy one, it's down below. And if you want to get that free bet up to $100, excuse, tail some of these props you're taking. 
and the free course, code class on prizepicks.com. My name is Sal Vetri. I appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you all in the next one. Take care and brush that motherfucking hair. See you, gang.